among millions and millions of people. You are now tuned in to the Cyclones Podcast, where we focus on youth and high school basketball in and around Central Kentucky with interviews and basketball commentary from coaches, players, and basketball minds. And I'm your host, Coach Malik. Welcome to the Cyclones Podcast. I'm Coach Malik, and this is episode 15. For all my returning subscribers, thanks for being a part of the Cyclone Nation. And if you're new here, Hit that subscribe button, and don't forget, leave a comment, review, or feedback. On the show today, we have Franklin County Lady Flyers head basketball coach, Mr. Joy Thacker. Coach, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's uh, it's taken me 15 episodes, but I finally got you here. <laughs> <laughs> I told uh, I interviewed Clay Burwhistle a couple of months ago, and I uh-huh. told him, I said, uh, when I first came up with the concept, there were two coaches that were on the top of my list. He was one of them. You were one of them. And uh, here we are. Well, I appreciate that. I really do. We've seen each other in passing mm-hmm. a million times. I've seen you walk up and down those sidelines. And, and I've been a fan of not only yourself, but also the program. So it's an honor to have you here. Well, thank you. So let's get started. For all those people that don't know Joey Thacker, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I... Uh I've been doing this a while. I think this will be my 18th year at Franklin County. Um, I've coached high school girls basketball for 20 years. I was a boys assistant for seven years before that. So I've been in it quite a while. Uh, I'm in my 20, going on my 23rd year of teaching. Um, You know, I've been an assistant football coach every year that I've coached basketball, probably with the exception of two or three. Um, I used to coach baseball. Um, You know, I work at Franklin County. I sort of run what we call credit recovery or the flex department. Uh, Prior to this, for 15 years, I worked at the alternative school here in Frankfurt. Um, And I've done just a little bit of everything. Uh, I umpire for the KHSAA. Uh, I got out of it and then got back in it once I had a daughter in college because – because college costs more, yeah. uh, so I had to get back in it, sort of. But um, just been really lucky. You know, uh, Franklin County's been a place for me that we have always seemed to have the exact type of support that you need. That's not always the case in 2020. Yes. Um, and, you know, the administration have supported us, let us run the program, and they've run the school. And you have to have it that way in order to be able to do the kinds of things that need to get done for kids. Now, I read that you came to Frankfurt in 99. Is mm-hmm. that correct? That's right. Originally yeah. from Elkhorn City? Yeah. Right. Um, tell me a little bit about growing up in Elkhorn City. Well, it's small town USA. Um, you know, it's probably about 1,100 people in the town, about seven cats and 12 dogs. <laughs> That's what I tell people. Uh, it's a lot, we always called it the last big town before you leave Kentucky because it's on the Virginia border. Um, so it, it is truly the end of Kentucky when you get there. Um, small school. Uh, my high school growing up is very similar to Frankfurt High. We probably had about 350, 400 kids. Um, everybody played every sport. Every coach coached every sport. Um <laughs> And, you know, I grew up right, right across from the school. So, uh, 
I can't tell you that I haven't broken into school as a child to get four or 500 shots up because I've seen me do it. Um, but it was just a place where everybody knew everybody. The whole town supported athletics. And if you won on Friday night, you might get a free haircut on Saturday. <laughs> and if you got beat, you might have paid double. Yeah. So Now, prior to coming to Frankfurt in 99, mm-hmm. um, were, were you coaching prior to that? I was a boys' assistant coach there for four years. Um, we, I think we won the district every year. We lost in the regional finals a couple times. That's when uh, Paintsville had J.R. Van Hoos, and they won the state tournament. Um, I was an assistant for my former coach, Randy McCoy, who had left there. When I left Elkhorn City and came to Frankfurt, he went to UPIC, which was formerly is Potwa College. Um. You know, so I was the, I was the baseball coach there. We won the region actually for the first time in fifty one years there. When I was the baseball coach, uh, I was assistant football coach, assistant basketball coach, and I, I coached a baseball team. Well, and you brought a lot of those roles when you came to Frankfurt because uh-huh. you started out football, baseball, and assistant coach basketball. Right. Is that correct? Yeah, it it, it kind of evolved exactly into the situation I was sort of trying to get away from. Um, you know, Matasha was pregnant with Josie at the time, and I didn't really want to do all three, and it just sort of happened that way again. And after about three years, I think, she was like, look, this 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 dog's not going to hunt. <laughs> so, uh, and, I, and when I took the girls' job, there was no way I could do baseball, too. Uh, and then, you know, my plan was to always go back and be a boys' coach, but once I had three daughters, I've never really considered it seriously since. Now, a lot of people won't know – the history that you did coach at Frankfurt High for mm-hmm. two years. Right. Correct. Tell me your experience there in regards to those two years for the girls' side. Well, you know, I was very, very fortunate. When I took over that girls' team, they had a lot of people coming back, and Jackie Gordon being one of those. Mm. And I can remember her outscoring Harrodsburg by herself one night. And she made me fall in love with girls' basketball because I didn't have to coach her very hard. She just went out and helped us win. You're right. But we had a good mixture of kids. We had – uh, you know, three or four seniors, three or four underclassmen, uh, and some and some up and coming middle schoolers at the time that sort of all blended really, really well. And those girls were hungry; they were starving for success. And at first, I think they thought, "Well, they're just hiring this guy because he's in the building, and well, they have to get somebody at the eleventh hour." But you know, my wife was my assistant at the time, and we kind of made it a family deal. And, uh, you know, I tell people we were up on Woodford County when Jackie fouled out in the district tournament. Mm. They won the region that year. Really? Uh, they went to the state tournament. And if Jackie hadn't fouled out, I think we might have won. Uh, and they had Destiny Mattingly and some really good players back in those days. But, you know, though my Frankfurt High girls teams were the perfect hunger and chemistry that you need to have good girls teams. Yeah. So from 2001 and 2002, you uh-huh. coached the Frankfurt High girls. Right. 2003, you get the opportunity to go across town to right. Franklin County. What went into that decision in regards to you <laughs> making that move? Well, uh, you know, looking back, they always say hindsight's twenty twenty. but Coach Chalk had left and came to Franklin County as the boys' coach. And when I took the girls' job, part of the sort of unwritten agreement was – if he ever left, I'd get the boys' job. And there were a bunch of Frankfurt parents that didn't want me to have the boys' job. Mm. So I got mad and left, and I've been in Franklin County ever since. Um, and that's, you know, I have a hard time being direct with people. You know me. But 
that's exactly what happened. And I can remember, I can remember, you know, everybody saying, well, that happened at the 11th hour. I'm like, yeah, it did. But, you know, I, there's an old country music song that, that says, if you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans. And, you know, I was meant to be at Franklin County and coaching girls basketball for a long period of time, and history has proven that. Yes, sir. When, when you say Franklin County Lady Flyers now, it's kind of synonymous with winning. Right. Um, but when you took over in 2003, there was some lean years starting out. Oh, yeah. Um, what are some hurdles that needed to be crossed to get the program to where it is today? Well, I, and I've told a lot of young coaches this. I think you have to graduate your first class. And what I mean by that is the kids that come in as freshmen, if you can stay until they're seniors – you'll really see a big difference in the progress that you've made from a culture perspective, from a teaching perspective. Um, and we finally got that and probably about year. Now Woodford was still really, really good then. And, uh, you know, they had a couple of D one kids come through there at that time and they were, they had won the district like eight years in a row. So it took us to about year five or six to really get competitive against them. And part of that was, laying a good foundation in middle school. You know, we wanted to be able to pull a kid out of class in the sixth grade and ask her about an inbounds play that we were running with a senior. Mm. So we were really bent on having that continuity for seven straight years, and that's helped us. And what it's also allowed us to do is identify those kids early on that we feel like that we can go ahead and project – at the four in three years or at the, because, you know, sometimes in middle school, you, two kids handle the basketball, mm. but one of them's dad may be six, five. That's true. So she don't need to be handling the basketball. <laughs> we're going, we're going to go ahead and figure out. I always tell that story about Chelsea Craig. She played the three in middle school and shot threes. And I saw her dad in a game and he was six, five. And I was like, you moving to the post tomorrow. <laughs> so that, that's kind of gone into it too. But I just think we've slowly built it into there's a lot of people come watch us play and they're not necessarily people that have kids that are playing. It's just kind of grown over time and we've got a pretty good fan base. Right. Well, I would be one of those cause I don't have any children or any ties to Franklin County mm -hmm. and I'm trying to be at every game I can be at right. just because I know there's going to be good product out on the floor. Right. You know, um, you said a word that caught my attention just a minute ago, culture. Mm -hmm. What does culture mean to a basketball program, football program, sports program, period? Well, I, I don't think you're ever really happy till you're a part of something that's bigger than yourself. And, and that's hard, especially during these times. You know, there's so much of the me attitude about what can I get accomplished for myself in the next 15 minutes. So – you know, you, you have to have some kids that care about the people. We always tell them this. You will never remember who sat behind you in chemistry class. I mean, you might, but <laughs> only if they let you copy off their paper or something. Right. That's how I was, at least. And I had a good chemistry teacher. But uh, you're going to remember the people that's in the locker room with mm -hmm. you. And we've tried to do that. You know, for years we had pregame meals. Uh, at each other's houses. So, you know, we knew where so-and-so lived and we sat in that living room and we broke bread with their parents and, and we sort of tried to do some things that way. You know, we, we have certain statistical stuff that we tell our kids know if we have 20 assists in a game, 
that everybody's going together to beat up. Mm. Our kids know if we shoot 80% from the free throw line that everybody's getting poppy's donuts. You yes. know, So we've tried to just make some little games of it all mm-hmm. to try to also help influence that culture. Right. Um, let's take a look at last season a little bit, and let me get your analysis of that. Um, first round um, of the state, tough loss. Oh, yeah. Um, what were some of the things that impressed you the most in regards to last year's team? Well, I, I think, you know, we had some kids that had to take on some different roles. And we, we were banged up a little bit throughout the year. You know, Jasmine had a hamstring, and Shavi was out probably about 14 or 15 games. Um, so we had to reinvent the wheel some nights. Um, the thing that impressed me about last year was our senior class would not let up on everybody else that the whole goal was to get to Rupp Arena. And, you know, those three kids are good basketball players, but you wouldn't think of those three kids as that type of leadership and that type of being vocal. And they didn't say a whole lot, but when they needed to, they did. Um, And I just felt like that our defense got better. I thought we'd learn to prepare better as the year went on. Um, And our schedule always helps. You know, we're not looking out for a bunch of, of weak teams to play. Tough. Um, and that, that always helps us in, in the end. So in, in your preparation for scheduling and whatnot, cause, um, and I'm not putting any coach on blast by no means, but I've seen cupcake schedules. Right. Um, are, are you looking with the end goal in mind when you're scheduling early? Yeah, with those tough I, teams? Yeah, I think so. I think you always have to try to set your schedule to beat the best team on your schedule. And your schedule may not be, you know, for years we haven't played Scott County. Actually, Steve and I talked today about getting a date for next January, but we haven't played in the regular season. It's just never really worked out, but that was what our end goal always was. Who can we play that – and there's not a lot of people, but who do we play that plays like them? Who do we play that has the size they have and the shooting that they, you know, that they recently lost? So, um, and then next year, you know, it, you, you got to go back and look all right, now who do we play next year that helps us get to the state tournament? And and that's a repetitive cycle. And, and speaking of Scott County, I know um, you kind of got the redemption mm-hmm. last year, but I know that loss the year before set with you for a while. Oh, yeah. why, why did that loss stick with you so tough? I think just because that senior class had never, and this is going to come out wrong and I don't mean it that way, gotten to the pinnacle as a group. They weren't real good in middle school. Uh, you know, I, I, if I remember correctly, they lost to Woodford County in the conference tournament. We hadn't lost to Woodford County in a long time uh, in middle school when that happened. And they were just such good people. Mm. And they had done it the way it needs to be done. And to be 13 seconds away or whatever that last possession was from beating the number one team in the state at the time um, – it bo- and it bothered me because I just didn't think I did a real good job out of that timeout. You know, we ran something that we'd, be, and that we'd never done before. Mm-hmm. And it, it stayed with me. It still does, really, to be honest with you. Um, now, we got to talk about the negative when we talk about last season as well. Mm-hmm. What's some things that you know you're going to have to improve upon next year to get back to Rupp, especially losing those three seniors? Well, we got to find some shooters. We've got to find makers, not necessarily shooters. Um, 
you know, we <laughs> lost, we lose some kids that can shoot to three. Yeah. And if there's one weak spot that we have coming back is that everybody's going to play a zone. Everybody's going to back off of us and, and, and make us make a shot until we can prove that, you know, they're going the the method to the madness is going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've, we've gotten uh, a little bit stronger and we've, some of us have grown a little more and, um, you know, I, I think we've got some young kids that can really shoot it, but they've never been on the floor with Brooklyn and Nevada. They don't know the feel of when they're setting you up and when they're going by themselves. And, and Jasmine and Lakin had played with, you know, Brooklyn and Nevada for so long that now getting that timing down, stuff mm-hmm. like that's going to be really, really important. And I think we have to get better at rebounding the ball because – Sometimes we just rely on getting it and dribbling the length of the floor. When you're faster than everybody else, you can lay it in. Well, that's not going to happen on a college floor in a state tournament right? A, a, a grand majority of the time. Under normal circumstances, and please know the last six months have been crazy for right. everyone, Right. Um, what do you usually look to get out of the girls during the summer? And I know you probably didn't get no, nowhere didn't. near that this year. I, we really haven't been in the gym. We, we've We've seen each other, we've met, we've talked to each other, but we haven't been in the gym together since we got off the bus mm. coming back from the state tournament. Um, you just have to do it, and you have to continually, you know, I always tell people I don't want us to necessarily play well in December. I want us to mess it up some um, so we can show them. But I, I don't know that there's any other way to do it besides that floor time. And most of the time we play 25 games in June and we've lost that. And, you know, I still think the season will be pushed back if there is a season. Um, And, you know, that's probably going to limit practice time. And that's probably going to limit, you know, are we going to have to start out in pods of 10 like football did? And there's just so many unknowns. So the great part about it is we have a slew of kids coming back. But the bad part about it is they haven't always played together. Mm. How how do you as as a coach um, approach situations like? And, and I know this probably is a first for you as well in regards to this COVID situation. But how do you keep kids up, keep them motivated to say, "Hey, just stick with it." Right. Well, we had we set up accountability teams for once the worst of it got over before we've hit this lull here in, in, in August and July and August, really in June. And we had accountability teams. So we would have, I think it was five kids, a captain and a coach. And I sent out this workout thing that I got, I actually stole it from bullet East, but Chris got it from Chapman college. And, um, it, 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 it's a very detailed day by day. It involved every aspect of being an athlete plus basketball so we gave it to them day one, day two, day three, you know, basically for a month. And they had to video themselves, and they had to send that to the captain of their team and the coach of their team. So I wasn't getting 30 videos. I was getting my five. You know, Coach Webb was getting her five. Coach right. Courtney was getting, you know. So that's sort of how we did that. Um, and we had some Zoom meetings, and, you know, I text them. I try to text them about once a week, really, to just remind them, if we end up back in person, you can't be digging yourself a hole academically here through all this virtual stuff. That's right. You know, it it can really come back to haunt you. That's right. And and that's the biggest thing, you know, at the end of the day is those academics. Right. You know, keep those up to speed. 
I interviewed one of your former players um, a few months ago, Malika Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, and she spoke about the two sides of Coach Thacker. <laughs> let, let me play a clip for you. Okay. And speaking of um, Franklin County and Joey Thacker, um, me and Gordon did an interview talking about him when they um, won the region. And I said, mm-hmm. um, I think, mm-hmm. in my opinion, that he's probably top five in the state. In, yeah, in, I in, I believe that. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Now, now you played with him probably since under him seventh grade, maybe? Eighth grade? Uh, yep, I came seventh grade. Okay. Yep. T- tell me, um, give me Joey Thacker in a nutshell in regards to his coaching <laughs> mentality, his coaching, you know, philosophy, and then how he gets, seems to get the best out of his players. He will cuss you out in a heartbeat, but only because he wants, he knows what you're capable of. So if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, don't think you're going to get away with it. Um, he really knows how to figure out, you know, he knows how to help players figure out their niche and what they're the best at and how they like work with other players on the floor. So like, I don't know. He's just, I don't know. He's like a master. He's like a, <laughs> I don't know. He's just a genius when it comes to the basketball. I don't know what else to say. Like he doesn't just focus on basketball. Like as it's not always about the wins and losses. Like he wants to make sure that you're getting life lessons out of this because once again, basketball is more than playing games. Like you learn about responsibility, integrity, like friends, groups, stuff like that. So how does it make you feel knowing that you are touching these young ladies' lives in that way? Well, you know, I, I'll say this. Most of these girls have real good mamas and daddies. So, you know, if, if that's the case, they're getting it at both places. So I, I'm not going to fully take credit for, you know, not I, I'm a small player in that, in that realm. Um, but we always talk to them about, when it when it stops bouncing, what's your then what plan? Mm. And you know, a lot of kids don't have a then what plan. That's right. And we're always pounding it into them about you need to figure out what happens if you go somewhere and you blow both knees the first day you're there. Then what? Yeah. You know, um, you're there two years. Your coach gets fired. The next coach comes in and wants to pull your scholarship because he says you're not good enough. Then what? Mm. So. Um, but, you know, it, it makes me feel good to know that they're listening and that they're paying attention. Yeah. They, they, may, they might be listening, but they might not be paying attention. <laughs> right. I know I've got three at home like that. So, But, uh, you know, Malika's story is she was always – you never had to worry about how hard she was going to go uh, for the betterment of everybody around her, and that made her better. Yes. So, But uh, I'm proud of her. You know, she actually, I did a letter of recommendation for her on Friday. She's going to go back and get her master's. Yes. And, uh, now I hope she gets into the teaching coaching realm. I think she'd be good at it. Yeah. So what motivates Joy Thacker to keep living this life? 20-plus years, um, you're talking multiple sports. You're talking Kentucky Association of Basketball Coaches president, the first – head girls basketball coach to hold that position. What motivates you to keep pushing? <laughs> I'm tired. I mean, I'm not going to lie about that. Um, you know, I, I just hope that that I'm healthy enough to do it until I don't want to do it. 
you know, that that's the thing. I know I've got some good friends that's had to get out of it. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I haven't thought about getting out of it. But I would just like to be able to look back and say that what we did is unheard of in this modern generation. We had continuity for a long period of time, mm-hmm. you know. Coaches don't stay somewhere 18 years anymore. Yeah. You know, some principal gets mad and fires them or they take another job or they get out of it because the parents burn them out. That's right. Um, and I hope that when they look back on it, they know that we did it the right way. Um, you know, I, you talk to these other coaches and, and you hear some of the horror stories of, of other situations and, and they've left us alone. And I hope that when they look back, they say, we left him alone and we didn't have to worry about it. That's right. Um, and that, that's, that's hard to find, yeah. you know, the high school basketball and a high school basketball program, any football, baseball, soccer, whatever we're talking about. Sometimes the coach is the last one to get trusted in 2020, you know, yes. and I've been fortunate enough that for the most part, everybody has entrusted me to put our kids in the best situation to put our kids in the best events, to put our kids in the best gear, to put our kids, you know, in the best schools. Um, so I hope that that's what the legacy is when the time comes. And it's it's coming sooner than you think. So, <laughs> um, and, and I know with the success that you've had, um, the district dominance, um, the, the region, the state, you could rest on your laurels easy. Mm-hmm. What what pushes you to keep growing and learning as a uh, coach? Well, you know, I I spent some time on some on some Zoom stuff with Coach Mack at Louisville and and uh, Coach Hurd at since which she, Michelle's a good friend of mine and uh, you know we've all watched all the the coaches five star Zoom clinics and all that stuff and I think the thing that keeps you going is you're afraid somebody else is going to outwork you. Mm. Um, and, and that's really should be your mentality as a player. It, it should be your mentality as an employee. And what the last five, six months has taught me is there's some, so much more out there than what we're doing that could help us. But because I've never really had time to slow down and look at it, in the last 20 years, uh, I never really took advantage of it enough. Right. So I, you know, that we'll do some things different this year, scheme wise than we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think it fits us. Um, and if it doesn't, we'll change it, but I, we're, we're going to look at it. Right. Um, and now in that p- process of growth, um, who would you say has been, um, some role models for you in regards to your career? Well, you know, people, <laughs> People get on me all the time because I'm not – I'm a tubby guy. I'm not necessarily a Coach Cal guy. <laughs> right. um, you know, and, and the reason why is I worked over there for him for several summers just doing camps and sitting up 2, 3 o'clock in the morning chalk talking. And the one thing I hope that I learned from Tubby when I was over there doing stuff is you, you can know a whole lot of basketball and treat people the right way at the same time. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the stuff that we do, I took 
from him back when when I was first getting started. You know, my high school coach uh, has been a, a, a big role model for me in terms of how to run a program and, and how to build it from the ground up because when he came to coach us in high school, we were terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, we couldn't score 40 points. Faye locked us in there and came back and got us the next morning. Um, so, you know, and that's sort of what I had to do at both places, at Frankfurt and at Franklin County. Uh, neither one of them were what we would call the model plan when I showed up. Um, so, and, and he's still coaching. He's at Island Coast in Florida, um, and he's been four, five, six places since then, won a state championship at University Heights. Um Took Potwell College to the to the national final four in NAIA. So, um, and I would say you know Tim Mudd at E Town is is probably my best buddy in coaching. Uh, he's retired now, but they were good for so long, and he was always willing to show me and tell me anything from a schematic standpoint or a structural standpoint that their program was doing. Right. And I think the second year we lost in the state championship game, and it may have been the first. I don't – Malika knows because I think she was a senior. But uh, we beat them. They were ranked number one state. Mm-hmm. And the place was electric. And they had Aaron Bowley, which she's at Oregon now. That's when I knew we'd arrived. Right. We'd finally – because they'd beat our brains out for years. Right. Um, so I would say him. Uh, and then I've got – you know, I've got – probably six or eight people that I talk to every day on a group text. And, you know, we might be talking about golf and we might, one of them just had a kid, you know, uh, his, his firstborn son, we might be talking about that kind of stuff, but we're always talking about basketball and scheme and what we think would work and not work and stuff like that. So, um, I would say those, those people. And then more than anything else, I think that, I think where your coaching has to shape what you do and how you go about it. Franklin County has always been a place that just figured it out athletically. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we've had six D1 kids. That's pretty good. But some places in 18 years will have 15 or 18. Yeah. Uh, Franklin County is a place that's built on grit. And if you can find a way to spark that and keep it lit, uh, they just drink the Kool-Aid. Right. And and we've been fortunate enough to do that. Our mindset, and really the whole school mindset is, we're just tougher than you. And we'll figure it out with four minutes to go. Um, and that's what reminds me of home and here at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, Franklin County's got some Eastern Kentucky grit to it. You're right. And uh, they may not know it, but they do. Right. Um, and I, I would say that, and – if you do it long enough and people trust you long enough, it'll take off. Right. And that's trust is a big word coaching. That's right. Now you were talking about other coaches earlier. Um, and I, I had read an article might've been earlier in the year where you were talking about the coaching fraternity, uh-huh. um, other coaches being willing to help each other out right. and stuff like that. Um, has, has that ever been a problem for you in regards to, um, the successes that um, Franklin County has had and, you know, other coaches may not want to be, you know, as giving, so to speak. Uh, it's funny you say that. We had three people drop us off the schedule yesterday. Um, <laughs> we played them for 17 years. Um, but, no, I mean, I, I can't really say that we've had any. I can remember the very first time we went to the state tournament 
we couldn't get any film on Allen Kane Scottsville. I mean, we got some, but not nearly what we should have gotten. And that's the first time I was probably ever taken aback at people just not willing to share in that end of the state. You right. know? Um, but not really. I mean, you know, normally you can get film on whoever you need to get film on. Normally, if you call somebody and say, hey, I really like, I saw you all play on film, and I really like this inbounds play you ran against, I don't know, Mercy. Oh, yeah, I'll draw that up and send it to you. You know, uh, stuff like that's usually, usually pretty cordial. Um, but no, I mean, I, now you have a hard time finding games, right? You know, you send out emails, you're getting crickets back. Um, so, but you just have to beat the bushes and try to find who will play. And most of the time, I always tell people there's three tiers of teams in high school basketball in Kentucky with girls, especially the top tier that always plays each other. Mm-hmm the middle tier that will play the top tier if they have a really good player. And the third tier is a bunch of teams that are terrible and they always play each other. Right. So, you know, we're, we, we can't get anybody in the other two tiers to play us unless they have to. Right. And, and, and it looks like from the perspective, how you go is kind of the steel sharpened steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's really no, the third tier, unfortunately, it, it really does us no good to even, right. you know what I mean? And even in the summer, I've noticed that you don't even scale back no. the competition, even in the summer when you schedule the games. You're still playing the top-tier teams. Most of the time, most schools will email you and say, we want to play so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, and we're not paying entry fee if you put us against so-and-so and so-and-so. <laughs> so we need their $275 so we can go to B-dubs. You know, so. Right. Yeah. So, so Coach, let me ask you um, – Teacher, basketball program, part of a football program, family man. How do you balance all of this, man? Well, it's not. It's not easy. Uh, it's gotten harder. But I will say, and I had a conversation with somebody last spring that you know, uh, he's going to look back in twenty five years, and he's going to say, "You were right." And you can't convince people that are 25 and a head coach. Because I was 25 and the head football coach at Frankfurt, and I was terrible. Because <laughs> um, I just thought if you screamed and yelled that suddenly we could block and tackle people. Right. You know? um, but you've got to be really, really careful. And I haven't always done a good job with that. You know, my wife is the head coach at home. Um, and I've spent more time with other people's kids a lot of my life than I had my own. And my girls have kind of always understood that, you know, that's, that's part of our family dynamic. Um, but there's a lot of 18 hour days. Um, and what else are you going to do? You know, and can you put yourself in a situation over time that, the kids look back and they go, well, this was the turning point for me, mm. whether it be academically, whether it be the day I finally learned to use my left hand on a drop step, you know, whether it be the day that I finally scored my first touchdown. Uh, you, you know, I just uh, – it's not easy. It gets harder uh, every minute that we do this these days because of the demands – of social media yes. and administration. 
and you know we're playing more games than we've ever played. When mm-hmm. I first started coaching high school basketball, we played twenty two games. Well, now we play thirty. Thirty, yes. So that's eight more nights that you're out. That's eight more opponents you have to scout. And I usually watch football. I'll watch about twenty hours on who we're getting ready to play. Mm-hmm. Girls basketball wise, I'll watch eight or ten. Um, and so if you're playing eight more games and you multiply that by those hours, it's it's a lot more. Right. Um, you you brought up the fact that you you said you said you claim you was terrible mm-hmm. when you were coaching. Your first year at Frankfurt. Oh, yeah. uh, how does that turn to manufacturing one of the most potent offenses in uh, Kentucky high school football? Well, you know, it, I tell people I didn't know what I knew. When Donnie Walker got hired as the head football coach at Franklin County, it changed my life. Because until that time, when I was at Frankfurt, we were three yards in a cloud of dust, two tight ends, <laughs> throw it ten times, and four of those were in the group of uh, the hooperama, or the gritterama all year long. And I look back now and think I couldn't have watched that. I've been bored to death, you know. Uh, but I've gotten to be around, you know, Tony Franklin and and Hal Mummy and some other really good coaches across the country. Um, and you know, with the situation that when I was at LCA. We had the perfect mixture of kids to learn it, and we could expand it a little bit more. Uh, and that's kind of how it's evolved to now. I also think that, um, you know, I just found something that I had to study. You know, this may sound wrong, but I don't have to work as hard at basketball from an X and O standpoint as I do football. Right. I never did. Um and over time, I think you get in a situation where you find a niche and, and it can grow a little bit more. You know, that's why I, a lot of people don't know Allen Iverson was a really good football player. Really good. A really good football player. Um, he got a breath of fresh air away from basketball probably to play football. And right. that's kind of how it's been for me too, but – uh, I'm done with my principalship now, and that that's what I'll look to do next. Um, so, but you know, I it's kind of been a, a hobby of mine. Football has that's kind of grown over the years. That's that's a that's pretty good um, stats for it to be a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> let let me, let me ask you, Coach, and, and I know that this is going to probably be expansive. But what's what's been the most rewarding thing, not just about coaching? basketball but coaching period for you uh i would say the guys that i've coached and the girls that i've coached that coach now Mm. um you know which which i'm at dunbar now football wise and ryan timmons is with me um and jeremy smith's with me and you know i've coached both those guys and, and been around them for a while um and then you know, knowing that somebody else is going to rekindle the flame when yeah. I'm done with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've told Malika for years, she needs to be my replacement at Franklin County. Um, <laughs> you know, we kids, stuff like that. I'm not doing this. Well, you know, uh, but, you know, I, I think the most rewarding thing has been to say, to look back and know that 
we did it the way it's supposed to be done. You know, um, it, we've tried to do things right. We've tried to help kids get jobs. You know, there are people that I that I've been lucky enough to make a phone call for or sit down and show them something and then them take it and win a game with it on a Friday night, whether that be basketball or baseball or football or whatever it is. Um, and, and to look back and know that it wasn't time wasted. Right. There's a lot of people that work in education and at three 30, they're in the car going home. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're not coming to any game. And it's not really that way at Franklin County, but the, yeah, I've worked some places that, extracurricular activities were more of a burden Mm -hmm. than an outlet. Right. And, um, you know, I, I have to say that I, I feel like that it's counted. All those hours have counted in some form or another to help some other people. Right. Um, and that's, you know, a lot of times you want to look back and say the time I spent away from my family, at least I can say was beneficial for others. Mm. So let's take a look forward a little bit. Okay. Um, lost three integral parts of your team. Mm-hmm. Um, Lakin, um, jazz. Now who was the other? Justice senior? Weiser. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, what can we expect, um, from the lady flyers next season? This team that we have coming back and we have quite a few coming back is, a seasoned group um, that have kind of been through the battles the last two years that understand two years ago, the agony of it all, if you don't get it done. And then the elation of it all last year, if you do. So I think we can find a happy medium with them. The kids that have to step up to replace the ones uh that that are no longer with us have to have that happy medium support from the ones that are coming back. Right. Because there's going to be days that Amelia Wells goes out and hits five threes, and there's going to be days she goes out and she misses the first five she shoots. Now what? Now what does Brooklyn say to her? Now what does, you know, what does Jasmine Chambers say to, I don't know, somebody else that may play some, some minutes next year that have nev- that's never really contributed like, you know, um, we've got a transfer in a post player and, you know, Lord willing that, that it works out that, uh, you know, that we get to play and, and which they've done the right thing in terms of, you know, her mom and her job situation and stuff brought her here. You know, we've never gone out and got six, eight kids like some, some other places <laughs> do, uh, you know, it's like the line at JC Penny on black Friday for some of them. Um, but, uh, you know, how how do we play with somebody else that we've never played with that's new to the school right. or this, that, and the other? How do we, you know, how do we support them? How do we, you know, they may have never played the, the type of schedule that they're getting ready to play for us. Right. You know, how, how do we respond uh, and lift them up when, when they're caught in the, you know, the throes of number two versus number five, you know, on a Friday night at E-Town or something like that. Right. Um, but I also think that for this team coming up next year, we have some kids that it's not make or break for their college situation, but they're going to have to show tremendous growth by March of 2021 in order to get sort of those looks that they 
thought they were going to get coming out of middle school. So, and that's up to them. You know, it's um, that individual time that they're putting in now, and then Lord willing, when we can all get back together, we need to see a change. We need to see what we define as sweat equity in our program. Um, And, you know, we've got three really good seniors with Peyton Sutton, who's a, She's kind of a jack-of-all-trades for us. You know, she can guard the other team's best player. Uh, she plays bigger than her size. Elijah Starks, who will play more minutes than she's ever played because she can shoot the basketball. I've right. got to get her to shoot it more. <clears throat> Maybe I need to offer her more beat-ups. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then, obviously, Brooklyn and all the dynamic things she can do. Yes. And how they lead and how they, you know, high school athletics comes down to this. You get a group for five months at a time, and they either get it or they don't. And you move on to the next group you're gonna get for five months. Right. And um, I like I like us. I think uh, I think we've got the right type of dynamics, and I think we've got the right kind of kid to to move on with this thing. Now I know you spoke about Brooklyn, um, and what can be said that hasn't been said already in regards to the ability of this young lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we know what she's going to bring to the table. It's those other intangibles um patience for an example um navy for an example um are they going to step up right um in regards to um reaching their right well point? that's what i was alluding to earlier you know you you have to be able as you move up on the priority list of the scouting report for the other team can you answer the call mm. you know because mm. there, there's there's teams we play that's got two or three kids we're not going to guard them Right. You know, we, we'll guard them, but we're not guarding. It may look like we're guarding. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, y- you, you've got to make yourself a priority for the other team scouting report. That's right. And as you get older, that should become more of a priority. Yes. So When I tell the, the girls that I train, um, some of them made very good strides last year um, down in Owen County. Mm-hmm. Um, hardly any time to starters. I said, well, here's the deal. You can't do what you did last summer. You're on somebody's scouting report this year. Right. So that changes. You don't get to sit over in that corner right. wide open anymore. Right. You know, that's that's, that's the true. mentality. Right. Coach, you, you've you've been this close. <laughs> um, is is that one of your one of your goals? And, and I know that's probably a silly question for a high school basketball coach because, you know, but I, I, every coach is not shooting for up. But I know from experience, you've been there consistently. Mm-hmm. Is that a goal? It's a goal. I mean, you know, it, when you play that semifinal game on Saturday night and you get back to the hotel to get ready for the big one on Sunday, there's nothing like it. Um, there's nothing like the idea of you could be the last one standing out. I think there's 264 teams that play basketball in Kentucky. There may be more now with all these new schools popping up. But, um, you know, I'd like to be able to see us do it. I think we have a team coming back that's very capable of being pretty good. I think how much time we get with them in the preseason has a lot to do with how much we can get done in the postseason, and that's out of our hands right now. Right. Um, But, you know, it it is – there's nothing like the state tournament. There's nothing like because for those five days you're treated like a Division One basketball program. You're treated like a Division One head coach. You're treated like a Division One player. 
So you know what it's like. You finally get to experience what it's like for a kid that, you know, when they get in their room, they've got all this free stuff. When they get to the, you know, I, I would, I would just like to know, I would like to be able to write down the first thing that came to every kid's mind that ran out on the floor at Rupp Arena and keep it because I bet some of the sentences would blow our minds. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right. you know, yes, yes. um, because you know, it's, it, it is the pinnacle of it all. And you're not, that's not going to happen for kids if they only show up when Franklin County's doing something. That's right. You know, you've got to have, you've got to spend some time on your own to, 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 to polish. And it is about skills. The game has changed so much that these days, if somebody run the same offense and passing it 12 times, do you get a layup? They're over. Yeah. And everybody's got to be versatile and everybody's got to be multidimensional. And if you put that time in and you get to the state tournament or you get to the state championship game, it makes it, you know, so rewarding and so um, worth all of the extra details, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. I remember interviewing, I had Lakin on a live um, after the state tournament and Mm -hmm. I asked her, I said, give me, give me your feeling. She said, I can't, it's unexplainable. Mm-hmm. Stepping out on that basketball court and just, you know, the right. environment. So, yes. Coach, I would like to thank you for joining me. Like I said, it took me 15 episodes to get you here, <laughs> but I, I think it was well worth it. Um, like I said, I've been a fan of yourself and the program for many years. Um, wish you nothing but success in the future. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. To everyone listening, Thanks for being a part of the Cyclone Nation. Please share with a friend, relative, or colleague. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe, comment, and leave a review. For Joey Thacker, Franklin County Lady Flyers, I'm Coach Malik, Cyclones Podcast.